Welcome to Break a Leg. You've heard that term before, and it doesn't mean forcing an injury. It's all about the arts. From theater to movies to books to TV, we'll give you the inside scoop on what goes on behind the scenes, as well as how you can get involved in the arts. Now, here is your host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Break a Leg. I'm Raina, and today we're going to be talking about Wonderland the Musical. It's awesome. It's a, well... It's fairly new. It came out in like 2011, and I recently was introduced to it, and I love it so much. Um, but before that, I'm just going to kind of debrief what's happening in my life, because why not? So I got out of school, and that's nice. Thank God I was done with school. I was very, very done with school. Um, I got a new job babysitting, so that's always kind of fun. I'm taking driving classes, and I got to drive in a driving simulator yesterday, and that was interesting. It was kind of difficult, but it was really cool because it was like a video game, but a lot more serious. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, also, we, my family, so every year we hatch chickens. So we actually, a few of them hatched yesterday and then the day before. So we have little baby chicks in our house now, and it's really cute. Well, not really in our house. They're like in a little, like, not... I guess like you can call it a container in our house. It's all good, though. So, yeah. I don't know why I thought I'd share that. I just thought I would. They're really adorable, though. Maybe I can like post a picture on my social media or something. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about Wonderland, the musical. Um, I actually first got technically introduced to this musical when I took a dance class, and we took, we, you know, choreographed like, a few like little dances to like, a few of the songs. And then after that, I'm like, oh, I didn't really think anything of it. And then my voice teacher, um, she actually, because like, she was like, oh, I can find you some songs I recommend for you to sing. I'm like, okay. So then she found this one, and it was from Wonderland. And then I looked up the musical on YouTube. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I really like it now. And I have all the songs and everything on my phone. It's pretty great. So I'm just going to kind of, because I've done this before with like other musicals, but I'm just going to kind of, tell you like everything about it in case so the music was by frank wildhorn frank you're a good person good job um the lyrics are by jack murphy book is by jack murphy and um gregory boyd and of course it's based off of alice in wonderland and then also the sequel to that book through the looking glass by lewis carroll um let's see there were a few productions it didn't really last that long and i was like oh it was kind of sad so there were there was a 2009 production in tampa 2010 in Houston, 2011 in Tampa also. And then it moved to Broadway in 2011. And then it got really negative reviews. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, it moved, Actually, apparently it was in Japan in 2012, also 2013 in Portugal. Oh, really quick, Love Never Dies is coming to America in 2017. And I'm like, Ugh. so excited. It also was... I think it was coming to some other country. I forgot, though. And I was, like, so excited. Like, oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Because they have a production in Japan right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was really fun, though. I'm like, so when I found that out, I was like, oh, my God. It was it's pretty funny. Okay. So, I can kind of start off with the plot, sort of. So, we open up to, like, a little girl. And she's, like, sitting at her house. At her, I think she's, like, staying at her grandmother's house. And her parents, which are Alice and then her husband, which we find out who that is later, um, 
they're like get, they're gonna get a divorce so they, like they moved into with her grandmother and she's kind of like oh this sucks or whatever and then alice the mom comes home from work and she's like yeah this sucks and she's also like an author and well she's trying to be an author and her book got rejected because apparently it was like i guess it was like too dark for children or something and she's like oh well that sucks and i'm like yeah that does suck i'm sorry alice that doesn't sound good so they're just kind of talking about how, like, they're mad, and like they, but they can't really do anything because her and the dad aren't getting along. And then, so, um, actually, before she comes up, I guess, like, Alice, like, she hits her head on the surface elevator, so she's, like, a headache or something, which plays into the story later. Anyway, so I guess Chloe goes to dinner, and Alice is like, oh, I'm going to sit down for a while, and then she sees a white rabbit, and then she goes down the service elevator, and this is an interesting twist on Alice in Wonderland because it's more like a modern take. And this is when Alice is like an adult usually because, you know, you always see like Alice is like a teen or like a little kid. But she's actually like an adult this time. So she goes, she ends up in Wonderland and they're just, she gets created by a bunch of wonder, can you call them Wonderlandians? I guess you can. I don't know. So she kind of tries to figure out like why she's brought there. Because like if you think about it, like if you end up in like a random place and it's like wonderland like what the heck because she's like she has no idea what's going on and then so she also meets these so she meets the caterpillar which is really awesome he's a really cool dude and then um the cat uh the cheshire cat this is a really fun musical because like a lot of the like music and stuff in it is like it's not like typical broadway i mean some of it is but like a lot of it's actually like has like different styles of music. Like there's some kind of rock, like a little bit of rock in here. There's like a little bit of like Latino kind of that kind of style. There's like pop. There's like all kinds of stuff. So um, yeah, the cat, the treasure cat's like Latino, and he's like this really fun like upbeat song. And like the caterpillar has like an almost like jazzy song. It's really it's really fun. I like those. Um, and then so they have so there are two songs. Um, advice from a caterpillar but you can guess who that song's from and then go with the flow so uh then she meets the white knight and then also the white rabbit of course and the white knight has it's actually really funny he has like a boy band that follows him around they're like a bunch of knights they're like a boy band it's really funny and he has like a pop song it's actually a really good song too and then so they're like kind of introducing her to everyone in wonderland and then they go to the mad tea party and, um, <clears throat> she goes there and like, they're, it's kind of, it doesn't, I don't know how to describe the song. It almost, it reminds me of like a disco song for some reason, even though I feel like it isn't. It just reminds me of that. I don't know. I'm kind of weird like that though. So then she goes there and she meets the March Hare and the course, the March Hare is like, oh, you know, hi, whatever. So, uh, she's like, oh, where's the Mad Hatter? Because, like, you know, she's in the book, technically, Alice in Wonderland. She knows what's going to go on. She's like, oh, where's the Mad Hatter? And he's like, and then she sees him walk by, and she's like, oh, no. And he, the March Hare goes, oh, no, that's the old Mad Hatter. This is the new Hatter. And then it's weird, because you find out that Mad Hatter's actually a girl, because they switched, they made her the new Mad Hatter. And then she's actually evil, which actually is a really good twist, because usually you don't see, like, the Mad Hatter being evil in a lot of the stories. Usually, like, if I've ever seen, like, a twist, it's usually either the Cheshire Cat that's evil or, like, um, I've seen a few things where, like, of course, mostly it's, like, the Evil Queen or whatever. I've also seen a few where, like, Alice is evil. It's really interesting, though. So, she's, like, evil, and she has, like, a really fun, like, jazz song, too, and that's the one that my teacher, voice teacher, recommended for me. It's called The Mad Hatter. It's a really great song. If you guys want to, like, if you like singing jazz or you just, like, 
any kind of jazzy musical theater songs in general, this is a good song for you. So, um, the Marge Hare's like, oh, this is Alice. And then the Mad Hatter's like, oh, well then. Because, like, I guess, like, she knows that, like, you know, Alice is, like, meant to, quote, I guess, destroy her or whatever. So she's kind of wary of her. She's like, okay. And then, um, the Red Queen arrives. And basically, it's kind of like an exposition song, I guess, because, you know, exposition. Woo-woo. Um, her song is called Hail the Queen. Really original. But it's just like saying how like, oh, if you don't listen, off with your head or whatever. It's kind of, I don't know, it's not a bad song. It's just not one of my favorites, I guess. Um, so Alex kind of is on good terms with the queen because I guess she, it's kind of funny. She promises to take her um, to her uh, brand new kingdom, the kingdom of Queens, like, you know, Queens, New York, because she lives there. Um, and then the Hatter is mad. And... So she, okay, I don't, this is a little bit of, like, confusing to me, because the whole time Alice is trying to find her way back to the service elevator, because that's how she comes to Wonderland, and she's like, oh, I need to, you know, what goes down, must come up, back up, I, and she can't find it. But this is a little bit of a plot hole for me. I mean, I'm not really, well, actually, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense in the end, if you think about it, but, like, I don't know, at first it's kind of like, okay, that makes no sense. So um, the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, they end up going to the real world through the service elevator. I don't know how they find it, or I don't know if they... I don't know. So she wants to get, like, revenge and, like, kind of, you know, get even with Alice. So she actually, like, has... She, like, leads her daughter into Wonderland, like, under, like, the guise that she's, like, their marriage counselor or whatever. So, like, her daughter goes to Wonderland with the Mad Hatter, and then she's like, oh. And then the white hair's like, oh, well... Your daughter's gone. She's like, oh, that's that's great. So she has to, um, well, actually, you know, I'm going to get to this in a second. We're running a little low on time. Let's take a break. I'm Raina. You're listening to Break a Leg. does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. At 14, you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. 
Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You are listening to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids channel. And now, here is the next act. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Break a Leg. I'm Raina. We had an interesting conversation in the break about snakes and phobias and like, hiking and how there was a snake. Anyway, back to the show. Also, like stuff about exposure therapy and I don't know, OCD, all that, all that good stuff. So I was Lucy. So I was talking about the plot line of Wonderland the musical, which I love. It's one of my favorite musicals now. Yay! So um. I was saying that how the Mad Hatter and the March Hare somehow, I have no idea how, it's kind of, a, I guess, a plot hole, sort of, not really. They end up taking, like, leading their daughter, Chloe, her name's Chloe, to the Wonderland. And then the um, White Rabbit's like, oh, Alice, they have Chloe. And she's like, oh, my God. And then the White Knight is awesome. He's like, you know, because, like, I guess, like, the Mad Hatter owns, like, a kingdom. The queen gave her a kingdom um, through the looking glass. And that's kind of, like, where it's, like, Lewis Carroll's The Looking Glass. It's kind of funny because the first part of the musical takes place like in Wonderland. The second is like through The Looking Glass. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool because there's like two books. And I was like, okay. I'm just being nerdy now. So um, I guess like she's like Through The Looking Glass. And then they sing this really cool song. It's called Through The Looking Glass. It's really, I actually really like this song though. So Alice, um, the White Knight, also known as, I guess his name's Jack, the White Knight. Anyway, so Alice, the White Knight, the White Rabbit, um, Cheshire Cat. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. I just got really distracted because Captain the dog was just—he was like freaking out on the floor. He was like spazzing out. I, <laughs> he's doing it again. I don't know what he's doing. He's like on his back and he's like twisting his body. It's so funny. I think he has like an itch on his head or something. That is, okay, I'm sorry. That was really funny though. I'm just like, what is going on? Oh, Captain is a fun dog. He's funny. So, um, they're saying, like, oh, we have to go through the looking glass. So they all go through it. And then that's the end of Act 1. Woo woo. Alright, Act 2. So, um, Matt Hatter's, like, she sings a really cool song. It's actually really, I love that song. It's called I Will Prevail. It's really good. Um, so I guess, like, so she has, like, Chloe locked in the highest tower or whatever. And then... I guess Elgato, well, Cheshire Cat, his name's Elgato for Spanish. Espanol. Okay. Um, so I guess the Caterpillar, the Cheshire Cat, and the White Knight are also in jail somehow. I guess they got caught, but like the White Rabbit and Alice didn't. They don't really elaborate on that. It's just kind of one of those things that's like they just they tell and don't show, I guess. So um, Alice is in front of a door. Um, and then above it, there are, like, a few, like, odd, like, letters, and she's like, what does this mean? So there's also a comedy and tragedy mask. And then the word theatrical, it spells Hatter, and then Alice, and the E, like, switches between the two names. And it's, like, it's actually really cool. Um, kind of a cool effect. It's like, oh, that's, like, what this, it kind of represents, like, the battle between the two. And then, because she actually misses it the first time, but the white rabbit's like, oh, I can turn back time with my watch. And she's like, why didn't you tell me this before? He's like, I don't know. And that the kind of leads me to the question, if he had a time-turning watch, then why was he originally late? 
food for thought right there. <laughs> he was like, it's kind of, I don't know. So I guess um, Alice tells the rabbit, like, oh, go get yourself captured and then use the watch to save everyone. He's like, um, no thanks. She's like, please. He goes, oh. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, not literally. I just, I like to give people weird reactions. Just be like, oh, okay. They just react like that. So um, she walks to the door and then she actually encounters Lewis Carroll, who's actually the author of Alice in Wonderland and through the looking glass it, at first I was like who the heck is that but he explained it I'm like oh okay it's Lewis Carroll it's kind of random because you would think like why is she talking to the author of like the original story but like it's a little I mean it's kind of like doesn't really make that much sense but like if you think about it, it's Wonderland it's not really supposed to make sense and he's like telling her, and he actually is kind of telling her like oh you need to do what you want to do you can write you can because you know she originally was having doubts about her writing ability because her book got rejected by the children's publishing so, um, that's a really good song. It's called I Am My Own Invention. It's actually, I really like that song. Um, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a little, it seems like it's out of place, but like it isn't, I don't know. I have a few like mixed feelings about a few things that happen in the musical. The, the songs are great though. Don't get me wrong. Um, then the Hatter actually goes to, um, the queen and she delivers a list of executions and seven beheadings. And then I guess the names of the six characters and then I guess a blank spot. She's like, oh, that's just, you know, random. We can choose someone randomly. But it, the slot's actually meant for the queen because she wants to kill the queen. I'm like, Mad Hatter, you evil little thing, you. Um, <laughs> so and then she kind of, I don't know, she kind of like kisses up to the queen. She's like, oh, you're so powerful, whatever. And then the queen, um, <laughs> she sings a song. It's like, it's called Off With Her Heads. I don't know. It's kind of. I don't know. It's not a bad song. I don't. I don't really like the Queen songs that much. I mean, that's just me. I mean, they're not bad. I just don't really. They're not my favorite. So, I don't know. So Lewis Carroll leads Alice um, to a hall of mirrors. It's actually really cool because the stage has like, I think they use like projection and like the. I don't know what other effects they use, but it looks like projection. But like, it's not. I don't know. It's like, kind of cool. So she thinks she's like actually she sees Chloe there, but it's actually it's her talking to her young younger like self so it's actually younger alice so the actress who played chloe actually was there but like she wasn't actually chloe she was just a younger alice so then she kind of learns why she was um was brought to wonderland and why it wasn't before and it's called once more i can see the song it's actually really good um she actually was uh, i guess she was like originally supposed to go like when she was younger of course like at that age but um, her mother died when she was younger, so like that kind of interfered with it somehow. I don't know. Plot line. Plot devices. Who knows? But I guess like that's why she went now, because like that's when she most needed to. and Because she, she was going to go before, but she couldn't. So, alright, so back at the prison, everyone's just kind of hanging out in their jail cell. And then, I don't know how, but I guess the rabbit like gives the watch away an accident, and he's like, oh, that... That sucks. Because, like, the white knight's like, oh, why are you here? He's like, oh, I have a watch that can turn back time. He's like, really, where is he? He's like, I just, oops. He lo- he loses it, basically. So, um, they're like, okay, we need to escape. So, he, like, the white knight kind of, like, pumps everybody up. He's like, yeah, we can do this. Because, um, actually, when I, I guess, also, he's like, yeah, we need to save the other people. Because, I guess, whenever, like, someone from Wonderland goes through the looking glass, like, they get, like, brainwashed into like being evil so i guess like his boy band white knights or like other white knights were like brainwashed or whatever and they were like guards and stuff so they all like escape and then like they save everybody um and then 
so the the March Hare like escapes because he's like, oh, sorry, and he just kind of runs off. And it's like, okay, that was a random way to, okay, but um, so the White Knight actually and everyone else learns that like how the Hatter was going to overthrow everyone and actually even kill the Queen. So the Hatter um, arrives, and okay, I don't know if I'm gonna spoil this part, but like you finally find out who the Mad Hatter really is. Cause like I want to spoil, but I don't really, I don't think I'm going to. Cause it's actually like a pretty good plot twist. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So you finally learn who she is, and, and a lot of the stuff she does kind of makes sense after that. Um. So the queen arrives, and she's like, oh, you're evil, yada yada. So the queen's like, oh, she wants to banish uh, the Mad Hatter to the underground world, and I guess once you go there, you never come back. It's kind of like not like being dead, but like you, I guess it is, because you go there and you can never come back. So. She's going to send the Mad Hatter down to the underworld, and I guess she's about to, like, stab Alice. Because she like, pulls out a knife, and she's about to stab her. I'm like, what the heck? Why is this doing... Why is this so, like, all of a sudden? And then, I guess the White Knight, like, fights with her, and then he actually accidentally gets sent down. It's really sad, because it's like, oh. It's like, he can never come back, and Alice is, like, all sad. And I'm like, oh, the feels. I was like... As soon as I saw that, I'm like, no, he was my favorite. And it was kind of funny. But, of course, musicals have to just do that. They have to go kill off your favorite characters, like, with anything. I'm like, wow. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Look what you've done. So, um, she finds Chloe, and they kind of, like, are kind of upset that the White Knight's kind of more or less dead. And then everyone's like, oh, no, you guys are heroes. And then, so they leave, and she wakes up from her dream. And it all was a dream, of course. And then, so she wakes up, and her husband actually arrives with Chloe's, I guess, like, he, she forgot her little stuffed animal at their house, and he drives, like, up there for, like, two hours to get them up there. And it's funny, because he literally says, oh, it was my white knight syndrome to bring over Chloe's doll, because I thought she would miss it. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then you figure out that the actor who played the white knight is actually the same guy who plays the husband. So the husband was represented by the white knight, and I was like, yeah, he's technically not dead. I was really happy with that. I'll finish the rest of the musical in a few seconds. Let's take a break. I'm Reyna. You're listening to Break a Leg. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. 
Express yourself. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. You are listening to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids channel. And now, here is the next act. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Break a Leg. I'm Raina. We were just talking about how everyone has to kill my favorite characters. 
Thanks a lot. No. <laughs> the plot line for Wonderland, one of my new favorite musicals. So she wakes up from her dream and she finds out that the husband, like, I mean, because the, and then we find out as the audience that the husband was, like, represented by the white knight in her dream. So that was really good. I'm like, yay, he's technically not dead. I mean, sort of, but not really. So that was really amazing because he comes back and he gives Chloe her doll or stuffed animal that she, like, left at their house and he drives up a long time. And then Alice kind of realizes, like, what she has and how she should never, like, let that go. <laughs> I'll never let go, Jack. Sorry, I had you. <laughs> and her husband's name is Jack. I mean, just, I'm sorry. Too soon, too soon. So, Alice kind of realizes that, like, she, you know, has everything she ever wanted. And then they all head down for dinner. Because the, the, I guess the grandmother's making dinner. The grandmother also is, like, the queen in her dream for some reason. I think, I don't know if she had, like, a thing against her mother-in-law or something. Because most people seem to hate their mother-in-laws. But, you know. That was just kind of a thing they threw in there, which is pretty cool. Um, the other characters, they don't really have a significance in her real life, I don't think. I think they were just kind of there to, like, give her, like, provide lessons. Like, oh, because the cat was, like, telling her, oh, go with the flow. And the cat and the caterpillar was saying, like, oh, you need to kind of figure out who you are or whatever. And then Lewis Carroll, even though that's kind of impossible because I'm pretty sure he's dead. Well, I'm not pretty sure I know he's dead, but, like, he just randomly appeared in your dream. So, um... Alice is like, oh, she decides to um, write down what she learned from her adventures in Wonderland, and then she wants to kind of publish the book. And then she kind of learns, like, oh, time is fleeting from the rabbit, and you can't turn it back even if you have a watch. <laughs> and then um, and then she learns, I think, I think one of the other things she learns is that it says, like, ordinary magic happens every single day. And then her, the last song is called Finding Wonderland. So, yeah, that's basically all of the... Uh, story of that i had i mean the thing if i had to critique the musical i would maybe i mean i love it and i think it's actually a pretty decent plot line i mean it's not going to be like a genius you know revolutionary and like groundbreaking thing um it's really sad because actually a lot of the um like the critical reception for broadway a lot of people like like gave it negative reviews um I mean, New York. I mean, the New York Times reviewer Charles Isherwood wrote that the musical is peppily inspirational, and the book displays flashes of fresh humor with a convoluted storyline. And then um, it's, he said the Wild Horn songs are a com- competent rendering of various pop styles. Um, yeah, it, and then the show actually was one of the few newer musicals to fail to receive a nomination for any major theater awards, and I'm like, oh. Everyone seemed to like the music and like the acting and everything, but they just seemed to hate the story, which I actually kind of like the story. It's like interesting. I mean, there may be a few plot holes here and there, like, but they're not like huge. Like, I don't know. Everyone really didn't like like it though. Like, I watched a video like Broadway.com posted on their YouTube channel, and it was of like three three people, and I guess they went to go see Wonderland. They reviewed it for like a few minutes. Like, they just answered a few questions. There was like a high school student, like an older guy, and like a girl just like a woman she maybe like in her 20s or maybe like late 20s mid 20s um and it was kind of i didn't really like what they said they were like oh it was okay and i'm like no it was great you need to just say it was great and you need it just i don't know why they didn't really i think they didn't like it because like if you think about it they're like oh it didn't make any sense. I'm like, well, it, I mean, you got to think like it may not make perfect sense, but it's Wonderland. It's not really supposed to make sense. Like, 
I mean, you kind of kind of take it with a grain of salt. Be like, okay, this is kind of supposed to be random. Um, and like, it's going off of a Alice in Wonderland. Everyone, you know, has been doing that for so long, and they wanted to kind of make it like, you know, new and fresh and interesting. Uh, I think, and then also like they said something about how um, a few of the characters like didn't really appear as much as they wanted them to. And I actually kind of agree with that. Like at first, I was thinking because like the the Cheshire Cat and the Caterpillar, like, they don't really appear as much in the story as, like, and maybe the Queen, they don't really appear as much in the story as I wish they did. Um, I mean, they appear in the story, of course, but, like, they're mostly there for, like, moral support. I feel like they need, like, more, like, in-depth, like, characterization, like, the development of characters and stuff. Um, because they actually, I forgot to mention this in the plotline, but I guess the Cheshire Cat lost his ability to become invisible, so he thinks he's invisible, but everyone doesn't have the heart to tell him. And like, they could have done something with that. That would have been kind of funny. I think that they just kind of put that detail in for, just for the heck of it, like, for comedy purposes. Uh, yeah, but, like, people gave it really negative views, and I was like, oh. And then the, the high school kid was, like, telling, saying how bad, um, her name is Kate Schindel, the, mad, the actress for Mad Hatter did with her singing, because he's like, yeah, she wasn't, didn't sound good, she wasn't as strong. I'm like, are you kidding me? She's amazing. And apparently she had, like, voice problems throughout the show, because the show only lasted for, like, about, like, a month or, like, two months. Like, they had 33 performances, and then they closed down. And I'm like, really? Really sad. And he was like, no, it was okay. I'm like, oh. And I'm like, why does everybody have to hate the things I love? So, it was, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of sad it closed. I mean, hopefully, I want it to reopen on Broadway. Maybe, like, if it has, like, a newer, like, addition to the storyline, like, maybe they can fix the plot holes or something. I don't know. I mean, because that's what London for Dies did. They're going to bring it to North America in 2017, and, like, they have it in Japan, they had it in Australia, and they fixed it. And I'm like, come on, guys. I don't know, but the music is great, nevertheless. That's how I first got into it, and then I watched the actual show, and I love the show. So, that's, like, the whole thing with that. Um, Alice, uh, for Broadway, these are the Broadway actresses slash actors that played the parts. Um, Alice was played by Janet DeCall, and she is awesome. I love her voice. Um, the White Knight is played by Darren Ritchie. He actually sounds like he'd be, he's, like, the vocal range to be... Fiero and Wicked. Like, he is an awesome voice, and he's really just amazing. Um, the Caterpillar was played by E. Clayton Corneli- Cornelius. Yeah. I, was, I, I don't know why I forgot how to say Cornelius. I don't know. He has a really fun name. Also, his song's really cool. I feel like everybody was, like, really good, like, in their role. Like, everyone, like, knew what to do. Um, El Gato, or a.k.a. The Cheshire Cat, was played by Jose Lana. The Queen of Hearts was played by Karen Mason. She was also the grandmother. The Mad Hatter, again, was played by Kate Schindel. I love her voice. She was, like, one of my favorites. Like, I'm, I, I love that. And the character and everything, I love it. Um, Chloe, so Alice's daughter, was played by Carly Rose Son, Sonnenclair. The White Rabbit was played by Edin... Ed, Edin? I can't even talk. Edward Stoudemire. And then the March Hare. I guess his name is Morris. I don't know if it ever mentions it, though. The um, March Hare was played by Danny Styles. Not to be confused with Harry Styles. We don't talk about One Direction, you know. I mean, I'm not even... Okay, this is kind of off topic. And this happened a while ago, but I'm kind of bothered by the fact that there's not five. There's supposed to be five, and there's four. I'm not even a fan of One Direction. I never even... I don't know. It never... That just kind of bothered me. And, like, there's a whole thing, like, I guess Zane and... 
So I don't say anything. One of the other members are fighting on Twitter. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a One Direction. I'm not a Directioner. <laughs> and then I'm looking at the awards they won, and it says they won the 2011 Astaire Award for Broadway, and then for their choreographer Margaret Derricks. And they 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 didn't even win that. They were nominated for it. And I'm like, guys, come on. Oh, I love that show so. Much and I'm really upset they didn't get a lot of like good ratings. Cause like if you, I understand like it may not be perfect, but it's not gonna be. It's not like a bad show. Like if there was a bad show, I would like be like, yeah, it's a bad show. Like let's be honest, it's not the Spider-Man show, okay? Because that the Spider-Man Broadway show is just how did that outlive this one? I don't understand that. That bothers me. Uh. It's like, why did that outlive this? This was clearly better than that. That one wasn't like... I mean, it's not like... Okay, I'm not even going to go on with that. But I'm just really confused how this didn't... Oh my god. So yeah, it didn't get very good reviews. I like it personally. I think it's great. Uh, I actually... Want, I mean, I don't know if the rights are out to it, but I feel like it'd be really fun if my school did this as a musical. I'd want to be the Mad Hatter. It'd be really fun. Anyway, that's all I have for that. Uh, let's take a break. I'm Reyna. You're listening to Break a Leg. responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit!
You are listening to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids channel. And now, here's the next act. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Break a Leg. I'm Raina. And I was talking about Wonderland the Musical, which I was newly introduced to. And I was kind of talking about how it kind of just died, like, really suddenly. Like, let me see. So for productions, it says for Broadway. So it ended up being on Broadway um, in 2011 at the Marquee Theater on April 17th. 2011 it premiered with that uh the cast was basically the same oh actually um titus burgess was originally cast as the caterpillar but what else my water bottle sorry and was later replaced by e clayton cornelius uh so basically everything was the same except the caterpillar change which i actually like the new caterpillar I and mean, i never saw the old one either but so <laughs> This is really sad because it says on February 6th, it was reported that the musical was you in U.S. dollars, 10 million U.S. dollars short of its 14 million capitalization. Oof, it only got 4 million. <laughs> and the producers, however, announced that the show is on schedule and we are very thrilled about the, what the work that it has done in Florida. Uh, the New Yorker Post reported that several producers wanted to bring in additional help. The net net. The net the Netherlanders engaged Scott Ellis to restage the musical and Rupert Holmes to sh- help shape the book. After negative reviews, the production closed on May 15, 2011, after 31 previews and 33 performances. Masterworks Broadway released an original cast recording off the show on May 3, 2011. And I'm like, oh, man. It's just, I don't know, I can't get over it. It just closed. Like, it didn't even... I mean, it stayed there for what? Like, April... Like, about... I mean, because I'm not really going to include previews. I mean, I guess if you include previews, it was there for, like, not even really two months. Like, oh my gosh. Because most shows are, like, there for, like, six months. Some bad shows will be there for three months, maybe. Phantom's been on Broadway for, like, 28 years. We're not going to talk about that, though. And then Wicked's been there for years. Like, a lot of the good shows have been there for years. Like, some shows, like, will stay, like, at least for, like, a year. Or, like... I don't know, maybe, like, six months. But this show, like, just totally died. Like, what the heck? Like, why? Guys, don't kill... And the the costumes are really awesome for the show, too. I... Guys, it's just... Mm. (sighs) So sad. So, so sad. I mean, I really hope that... um, It maybe can make a revival. Like, if it can, I would totally go see it i mean it kind of it really bothers me that sounds kind of stupid but it really bothers me that it didn't even get a chance to like live up to its potential because i think it was a pretty good show and like like i said i know the reviews are like oh it doesn't make any sense but it's not really supposed to make any sense that's the thing like i don't know if people like under like kind of kept that into mind when they were doing it but I mean, I don't know. Then again, I'm just kind of ranting about it because, like, it, I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, stick up for it because if you think about it, like, it's not a bad show. Like, there are some bad shows that have lasted long, like the Spider-Man music. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh. Mm. No, no. No, no. We're not going to talk about Spider-Man on Broadway. I don't know why. <sighs> 
But like, it's just, I don't know. It just kind of bothers me because it, it's not a bad show. Like, I don't understand why it got just totally destroyed. And I'm like, oh my god, guys, don't do this. Uh it it just I don't even know why. I don't even have any words for it. Literally, I just like um, it bothers me. Anyway, that's about like all I really have to say. Because I'm just if I could I could just probably keep rambling all day, every day about this. But I'm just gonna kind of leave it there. Um, I'm just gonna kind of say that hopefully it'll make a revival. If it doesn't, oh well. At least I have the cast recording. And I really hope the rights are out because that'd be a really fun musical to do, like with the either like local theater company or like school or something. That'd be really fun to do. Anyway, I also wanted to kind of throw out there um, Jurassic World. It's coming out my birthday, and I'm freaking out. I'm so excited. Yes. And they also, fun fact, here's a little bit of promotional advertising for Dairy Queen. They have a Blizzard. It's like Jurassic Blizzard has like peanut butter and like chocolate chips in it. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to go try that really good they have ice cream for jurassic world and i'm like this is getting so much hype all aboard the hype train woo woo i'm really excited for that and actually we also know what the dinosaur finally looks like the one the hybrid dinosaur they also apparently are coming out with a lego game for it and i'm like okay random but okay so like all the lego fans have their jurassic world I'm like everyone's just getting a good piece of jurassic world super excited with that I think I also mentioned this, but um, I'm probably going to end up talking about these shows um, later on. I mentioned our, like the theater company I'm with, they're doing for next, well technically this year, the shows they're doing, they're doing The Giver for their play, so I can probably talk about that. The show, the movie, and the book. Who knows? Because there's actually technically three different adaptions of it, so that's like really crazy. It's a really good story, though. Um, if you guys don't know what it is, it's basically the story of a dystopian society where um, everything's the same, everything's all black and white, nothing's, you know, in color. Um, and this book, this kid named Jonas, he becomes the receiver of memory. Like, everyone has a job, and he receives, like, memories from the past, and he tries to, like, change the society. It's really good. And then we're doing this one, this other one, it's called, like, the, be- the best Christmas pageant ever. And it's like, I guess this family co- goes to church just for the donuts. I'm like, wow. Accurate description of America right there. They go to church just for the donuts. And they, uh, well, not really, I don't know, satirical humor. They go to church just for the donuts. And, like, as their kids get cast in, like, a Christmas pageant. And then they have to learn it. It's kind of just a comedy for around, like, Christmas time. And then after that, we're going to do our spring musical, which is, it's really funny. It's called Urine Town. Like, literally, Urine Town. It's, 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 I, I saw the, um, a, a video of like another company, the theater company that did it, and they have it on YouTube. It's so funny. It's, and actually, there's pretty good songs in it, so I'm really excited for that. Also, I'm really excited because I could get to have a trip to New York sometime later on. I, I don't know exactly when, but I get to go to New York. And I get to see, I think, one Broadway show, and I want to know what show to see. I'm just not really sure. And my mom was like, oh, we should go see Lion King again. I'm like, I've seen Lion King a lot, though. I love, that's one of my, probably my, I think, out of all, if you think it's probably my favorite one, because I've, like, seen it so much, and it's, like, just such a good, I don't know, but I'm, like, I don't know if I want to, I don't know, I'll save that for me for later, because, like, brought, it's brought, I think Broadway would be really good, because my friend actually saw it in New York, and she said it was amazing, I'm, like, I know, 
I saw it at Mandalay Bay, and it was really great. I'm just uh, so conflicted because there's so many great things I can see. I'm like, uh, I was thinking, I don't know, like, Matilda looked really good, and I don't know. My one friend, Michelle, who was on here, she said that the Curious Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime was really good, and that looked really, I don't know, everyone just says it's so good, and I'm like, uh, I'm gonna have to figure it out. It's really conflicting. Also, I get to see Phantom of the Opera because it's coming to me, and I'm so excited. It's coming to where we live, and I'm like, oh my god. So I'm going to see that really soon, and then I'm going to see Wicked in a few months. And I'm like, oh my god. My hand just brushed the microphone. That was weird. I'm so excited, though, guys. I just, uh, I'm really happy. So, um, actually, if you guys have any suggestions of what shows I should see on Broadway, you could, like, let me know. That'd be really appreciated. Anyway, here's my contact information for the show. So the show's email is breakaleg at kidstar.org. The show's Instagram is Break a Leg Kid Star. Uh, Twitter, Break a Leg K D S T R. So basically, Kid Star without the vowels. So, and then the Facebook page is just Break a Leg Kid Star. Yeah, can you guys maybe let me know what shows? Because like I, there I have so many ideas. I just feel really conflicted to the point where I'm like, I don't know what to do. Ugh. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoyed my ranting about killing off my favorite things, including people and shows. Anyway, yeah, I hope you enjoyed my ranting today. Uh, If you would like to like my page on Facebook, comment on my Instagram, Twitter, tweet me, email me, anything you want. All right, thank you so much for listening. And the show is produced by Kidstar for the Voicemaker Kids Network. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. tuning in to break a leg we hope you had as great a time as we have and will join us again next friday at 6 p.m eastern time and 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america kids channel until next week good luck or um break a leg my name is Lindsay marie from bookworm now from the kids are out of the month here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Octopus. Well, I'm an octopus with eight arms on my body, which would come in handy if I practice karate. But I don't practice karate because I'm an invertebrate. I'm spineless, but I've got ink, and I don't mind squirting it, yeah. I'm
ate some scallops And now I want to eat more When I eat, I use my beak and fill them up with my saliva I suck them down, each one I found It helps me stay alive I'm an octopus and I'm a funky cephalopod If I lose an arm, I'll grow it back right where it was on my body My pigment cells are there to change my skin with camouflage But more it comes, I'm elusive as a mirage The Kidstar album of the month. 